While I openly confess he is one of my favorites, Sonny Stitt, the late Sonny Stitt, with Blue Devil Blues. Stitt is on alto and tenor sax. Lou uh, Levy is on piano. Leroy Vinegar is on bass. And Mel Lewis is on drums. And this is from Stitt's 1959 album, Sonny Stitt Blows the Blues. This is Lead Stories. I'm Eutrice Lead. And we're going to be talking about what we're thinking today. Because what we're talking about is this... Uh, well, let me just read my own little introduction. <laughs> it would save, save a lot of time pretending of being extemporaneous. No cogent answers yet on what exactly is the law of the land on women's reproductive rights and why are such laws aimed particularly at women and their presumed constitutional right to decide whether to bring a pregnancy to term or to terminate it. Many states prefer their own interpretations of the law. Roe versus Wade, a 1973 U.S. Supreme Court decision, said that a pregnant woman may decide for herself without governmental intervention or interference whether to complete a pregnancy or terminate it. Since then, the landmark decision has served as the cornerstone of political movements seeking to overturn it as heresy that will bring about America's eventual destruction. President Biden, a Catholic, now is in the eye of the political storm on the abortion issue. And many other constituencies have already begun to organize and mobilize against any possibility that Roe v. Wade continues to be the law of the land. You've had some time to think about where you stand on the issue, I think. So what are your thoughts? What informs your opinion that's the key word today, opinion. So let's hear what you are, what you are thinking on this matter and why it is such a big deal right now. And it is as if the whole world revolves on this axis, whether a woman has the right to decide for herself without interference from the government or any other entity, whether she should bring her pregnancy to term or terminate it. So the number to call is 888-874-4888. Call that number and let's hear what you're thinking. Where is this taking us, and why are we suddenly in the middle, or basically we've been in the middle for a long time now, but why are we in the middle of a focused effort to train our attention on this matter as opposed to all the other matters that we should be talking about? What is happening, you think? Or what do you believe will be exposed with this political activity that is now, uh, has gripped even the President of the United States? Is We don't even know where he is, where he stands on just about anything. Uh, it's sad, but... This is the reality of it. He seems to be out of it more than he is with it. So, 
I want to know from you, because we haven't really discussed this at length, what is the view you have of this matter now dominating our attention? Should it? And why? 888-874-4888 is the number to call and get it started. Why this female-centered discussion? And why is it provoking such rancor? People are thinking, well, it's about, it's a religious values that we're talking about. But really, is it? Is it religious values? Or are women serving as a perfect foil for political combat? 888-874-4888. We need to be very clear, I think, about why we are having these discussions, why they have taken this turn, and why they continue. Uh, this, of course, has to do with elections and the persuasion of large portions of the electorate to sway them to vote this way or that. But I'm interested in the idea that still remains even after the vote. What is this obsession about women and their reproductive rights? I mean, why are you, why is there such a, a, a focus on it? To the point where you wonder if something psychological is going on here. And it comes at a convenient time because everybody's fighting for constituencies to impress for the vote. So I don't think that we should be stuck here. It's not a good place to be stuck. It doesn't lead us into any uh, deeper understanding of things. It is combat. And I think it is pitiful that women and their reproductive rights are dragged into this circle of attention because, well, it causes a lot of friction. You get a lot of news coverage. You have a lot of people marching. You have a lot of people fighting. But there isn't much clarity, not even from a president who wants to impress us all that he's a guy with great clarity. He can see through uh, things. He can see the manipulation of information uh, being uh, done in order to sway people's opinions. It's a very shallow and really tawdry way to do politics, I think. As I haven't talked about it because I thought it was so clear. I mean, you, you can't deny what this is about. But apparently it, it needs to be reinforced and it needs to be openly discussed. So let's get to discussing it. 888-874-4888. We are already into the program and I haven't seen any calls coming in yet. What's going on? Is it the government's business or anybody else's business what a woman chooses to do? Why are we having public fights over people's uteruses and their decisions that they make? Why is this intense concentration not falling or directed at men? 
and their reproductive rights. Why are we lifting up women as the bane of our existence in the United States? They are going to take us all to hell. That's that's the opinion. I've never seen this kind of hatred before. It is one thing to disagree. That's a, it's okay to disagree or to have a different opinion. But when you get to the business of blaming people for the coming Armageddon and how they are destroying society by deciding for themselves, as the court said in 1973, what they wish to do with their reproductive rights. Do you agree that women should have reproductive rights or women should not? Should they make applications to some new office that will be created to find out if they qualify to become pregnant and to pursue motherhood and raise children? Or whether they are suitable for pregnancy and the result of pregnancy, which is adding new beings to the population. Is this some screening activity that will go on? People have to apply to be pregnant, have to apply to continue the pregnancy, have to apply to decide, well, for us, me and my partner, we are not We mistimed this. We're not happy, but we don't think it is a good idea to proceed with this pregnancy. Why is it so bitter, a fight? Why is this private decision so public all of a sudden? And with so much being attached to it, including the very existence of the state, this is this is bizarre. It's almost unreal. So I'm asking you. I'm puzzled because I I don't see why we should be in such a lather over something so obvious. Women have the right to make a choice. Why not just leave it at that? And that decision was a U.S. Supreme Court decision. We're seeing now that state courts are being wafted into the fight through the back door. Never mind what the U.S. Supreme Court says, but we have different values. We are good Christians. We are God-loving people. We think this is murder. And we are not about to be part of a murderous regime. We will not be silent on this. We will have to terminate this. This struggle must be terminated for the good of America. What do you think? Why should it be such turmoil? Why should it be so involved? Why should it be such a national issue and not other things that are clearly uh, present in our, our minds and in our view? We can't seem to see it. We can't see homelessness. We can't see people sleeping on the street. We can't see poverty. We can't see the inequity of opportunity. We can't see these things. But we must tackle, this is a priority for the country, many say, the priority for the country is to get its moral bearings once again. And standing in the way of that are these wayward women 
who have to be brought to heal. H-E-E-L. All right. Last call, 888-874-4888 is the number to call to get this conversation started. Do you believe that women should not have the right to decide for themselves whether they should proceed with a pregnancy or terminate it for all kinds of reasons? They may not be able to afford a child. They may be entering into a pregnancy at great personal risk. Some people are just not healthy enough to carry a baby to terms. So when a blanket statement is made with the intention that it should result in in a lawful, quote-unquote, lawful order, an enforceable order, now we're dealing with a different set of questions. Who has the right over a woman's body? And decisions over of, of how she chooses to do what in many countries is considered quite natural. You want to have a baby? You have a baby. You wanted or intended to have a baby, but things are in the way. Maybe even your own personal health. And then everybody supposes they know the reason you want to do it is because you're an evil person. You're the devil incarnate. And you must be stamped out of our society. We cannot have this. You cannot have people deciding to terminate their pregnancies. And it's interesting that that is a position that many women take themselves against other women. And they're perfectly, they're perfectly well adjusted to it. They don't think that's anything wrong to deny somebody a constitutional right guaranteed by the Roe versus Wade decision, now we see this systemic attempt to dismantle it under the guise that it will erode the moral fabric of our society. What moral fabric? I, I wish somebody could tell me. What is the moral fabric that you seek to destroy in order to lift up freedom and the American way. Okay, I still don't see any calls and we're almost halfway through the program. This is not like you. Is this discussion so intimidating? Is it so frightening that it has caused silence? People are afraid to say what they think. That's the, one of the, the principal objectives, to silence people. You're not supposed to have an opinion, and if you do, keep it to yourself. We'll give you the opinion you ought to have. Just parrot it like a mindless clone, and you'll be fine. We'll think highly of you then. 888-874-4888. What do you say? This is when I ask really for your, what? Opinion. Veronica from Delaware, you're on the air. Hello. Yes, you're Hello. on the air, Veronica. Good day, beloved. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I hope you are. Uh, I am well. Um, I am calling to state that, um, you know, uh, I feel that um, people have been using, it is a way to make more people go to vote. Uh, they, they're using this 
platform for many reasons to distract the people from the bombs dropping on Somalia, what's going on in Cameroon, um, the fact that they have not given the people uh, a certain set of income or the schools are not being um, financed as they should. They're taking monies from the poor and they're doing so many things. And now let's rattle because if I rattle the women, they'll all come and they'll come with all their different, uh, they'll remember the things that divide them instead of what brings them together. Because right now, the Democrats and the Republicans are in a mess. And by every means, they're going to try and, you know, uh, have a cause. And at the end of the day, they use the voters just to bring up people to get elected, and they do nothing, nothing. That's the way I see it, in my opinion, you know. Okay, but what I'm asking, really, is for you to dig a little deeper and put this in perspective. Uh, you, you started off well, you're giving us an idea of all the possible reasons that they're playing with the subject in order to rattle and to motivate the voting public. But on a more specific level, how does it, let me ask you, how does it hit you as a woman? To have uh, every person should have the right to choose what and what to do with their bodies at a uh, at a consenting age, um, I, I wouldn't want, uh, you know, um, of course, um, we have uh, teenagers, we have different people that uh, in different circumstances, socioeconomically and so forth. I also felt that the fact that this became an issue is because some people are very angry that... Uh, Barack Obama made it to office instead of Hillary Clinton. And uh, some people are angry that Kamala Harris has reached where she has. And now Katanji, which Katanji Brown has earned the right to be where she is. So if we allow it to go back to the 1900s, we are in, excuse me, the uh, men would be in control of who does what, when, and why. And then we don't have to compete with these women. So I thought it was another means to divide and conquer and control. So they're moving us back into the Stone Ages. That That is their wish, um, you know, and uh, they either feel that a woman's place is in the home, and, you know, so they're going to use every avenue, religious or otherwise. That That's my opinion. Thank you very much for contributing today. Ed from Queens, you're on the air. What is this? What is this really about? Hello? Yes, Ed, you're on the air. Yeah, no, very low. Yeah, I can hardly hear you. Um, like I, you know, I tend to agree with Barbara, the previous caller. I think it's a distraction. I mean, I just think it's it's uh it's another one of the trick bag uh, things, hot button hot button issues that this government is using to take away from the fact that it's not doing what it's supposed to do for the American people, and it hasn't been doing it for the past fifty years, in my opinion. I mean, you know, a woman's right to choose. It's it it never occurred to me, you know. To the, the creation of a life, to me, is a sacred thing, and it's a woman's right to choose. I mean, if in the ideal relationship, it would be a mutual decision, but we live in the real world, and there are sometimes, there are circumstances, there are conditions that pre-warrant an abortion. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not uh, this is not something that should be up for public consumption or, or, or debate. It's a woman's right to choose, as far as I'm concerned, and I've never saw the the the, uh, the fervent issues behind it 
or, or, the, or the rhetoric that goes around it. I think this is just a distraction because we're in a time now where record inflation, uh, we're, we're sending $40 billion to a war that has nothing to do with anybody in this country. We're, 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 we've got student loan debt. We've got housing crisis. And we're still, believe it or not, in the midst of a quote-unquote pandemic. And with all these things going on, we can't get free health care. We can't get the loan forgiveness. We can't get the housing forgiveness. We can't get rent uh, moratoriums extended. And, and we're quibbling about, about this. It, it, it's ridiculous. I think that the majority of the listeners of, listeners of your audience are calling in because they know this is garbage. It's, it's another red herring to, to, to distract you from what's really going on and the real purpose of this government and what it's not doing. Okay. But what, what is the ultimate goal here other than the, the near term goal, which is to fragment the community and manipulate it and manipulate a vote. Is there anything else that is happening here in tandem with that? To me, the goal of distraction is to once again get people ginned up about something that is that, if you look at it logically, is really a mute point of discussion. I mean, it's just it's more it's more fodder to throw into the mix to prevent real activism, to prevent real issues from being brought to the table. Like I said. This government can agree. We live in a nation, for example, we live in a nation where in the past 20 years, any given poll, Maris, Kanuviak, Reuters, that there's taken a poll of the American population, 65 to 85 percent at any given time in the past 20 years has wanted some type of free medical care from this government. That's been the consensus of this nation for the past 20 years. And, 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 and the Congress and the Senate can't come to an agreement on that, but they can't come to agreement on sending $40 billion to a war that got nothing to do with nobody in America. Come on, it's a joke. This government is a joke. And, and, and I think that people are really starting to wake up and realize that stop throwing all of these red herrings at us. Either deal with us or deal with us, one way or the other. Thank you. Thanks a lot for calling in and contributing today. Henry from Chicago, you're on the air. Greetings, you, Therese. Uh, Greetings. I just, I, I, you know, I just wanted to let you know, I couldn't hear the first 13 minutes of your show. So I don't know if really informed you about that. Yeah. It was like quiet, and then all of a sudden you came on. So I was thinking like, well, maybe that's why callers aren't calling in because... Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, well, but thanks for bringing that to my attention. Okay, and, but I, and I but I think I got the gist of what you're asking about this uh, uh, abortion issue. I don't see it as much of a distraction because this is uh, this is something that's been kind of talked about for quite some time, even after Roe versus Wade. And I think when you're talking about abortion and i think you brought up the point about you know uh when does life you know come into effect and i think nobody on the legal side and even on this religious or moral or quote-unquote moral side of it they have not really defined you know in terms of when is you know when is uh you know when is life conceived because i think when you look at people who are on the, you know, uh, anti-abortion side, you know, they'll, they'll make it a moral issue, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's murder, you know, you're murdering babies. And the thing is, is that, well, they're not babies because they're not born yet. And so for me, I think when I look at it, I think sometimes I, I often look at it as it's not, it's not, you know, it's not even about abortion. Or not, you know, it's not even about abortion. I think it's more, it's just more political power, you know, and it's a fight for political power. Uh, it also speaks to the uh, the inept of the Democrats uh, that this topic even comes back up because uh, I remember watching a, a, a video uh, when Barack Obama was president. They asked him about, 
the abortion issue, and he said that that wasn't his top priority. Now, if they would have made this a law, you know, in his administration, or even the Clinton administration, because I think Bill Clinton didn't make this a top priority either. And I think yesterday you saw the Senate, you know, you saw Congress trying to ramrod a, you know, an abortion, uh, you know, uh, an abortion bill, which did not, you know, did not pass because it's too late now. You know, if you would have did this in eight years of Obama, eight years in Clinton, this would not have been an issue. So I think this also speaks to the inept of the Democrats as well. So I guess for me, like I said, I look at it as a power play uh, by the Republicans. I look at it as a power play that they control, you know, they control one part of uh, of the government, which is the judicial system, which will basically kind of throw things in, in, in array. And for me, I think, it, 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 you know, it's like I said, it's it's a play on power for me. I think you have a point there. Thank you for contributing today. Neil from Connecticut, you're on the air. Greetings, Etrice. How are you today? Thank you. I'm okay, thank you. I hope you are, too. Uh, not quite, but, uh, you know, it's a mixed blessing. So I consider myself a member of the religious left. I'm not sure how to define it because it's practically non-existent. So I believe that um, whether to bring a, preg- a healthy pregnancy to uh, to an end is purely the woman's uh, decision. It is between her and her conscience. To go a little deeper, my only prerogative would be to uh, try to convince uh, the pregnant person of the sacredness of the life that dwells in her. I say, and I redefine, you know, I, I restate a healthy pregnancy. Um, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, it's, it's, uh, it's the woman's choice. And if I can convince a woman of the sacredness of the, of the life that she's carrying, that's fine. But it's t- in the end, that's my only prerogative, you know, is to, is to uh, encourage the person. And I don't just mean conversationally. Uh, people who are pregnant should be encouraged in every way, socially, economically, societally, to carry the uh, child, to carry the fetus to full term. But, you know, uh, at the risk of being redundant, it is entirely between a woman and her creator. Whether she's aware of her creator or not, well, that's something I can do something about. Beyond that, I'm I'm thoroughly pro-choice. Why is it, why has it surfaced, again, with this kind of energy behind it, in an election year, uh, soon to come. I think previous caller answered that. You know, that it's... I'm asking you. Because it's an an election, it becomes an election issue, uh, that reveals the subject to be purely political. And, uh, well, what about if people were to say to you that just about everything concerning people of color is political and has been for centuries? Why make the big pretense now that there's this overwhelming concern about the welfare and and the, the well-being of women who have decided, well, I'm not going to go through this with this pregnancy. I'm not sure I'm understanding what you're asking, but um, everything in life really is political. 
every issue boils down, whether it's personal or, or societal, everything's political. So my trying to convince a mother to carry a healthy pregnancy to full term is it's a political activity. But in the end, there's only one person who should make that choice. And so uh, is it incorrectly political to try to take control of this process? If you're not the mother, yes. So politics can be, you know, used for good or evil. Okay, thank you for contributing today. Thank you so much. Jackie from Brooklyn, what are your thoughts today on the subject? Yeah, hi. Good afternoon, you trees and listening family. Um, Good afternoon. I, I, I support a woman's right to choose. Um, the last caller, I'm not sure why he kept saying healthy pregnancy. I don't know what that means to him. Um, I had a child. I have a child who is uh, born with Down syndrome. I love him. He was a blessing in our lives. I had him when I was 25 years old. And um, so, you know, I don't know what that means when people say healthy pregnancy. But anyhow... Um, I agree with every everything else you said. Uh, other than I take, um, okay, let's go to the topic. The topic is really why now. It's always been an issue about state rights versus federal law, and these people who are charading as if they're so concerned about a woman's right to choose and abortion, it's really about um, it's midterm, it's political issues that they want to use to draw certain voters to their camp. I don't think it's really about a concern about an unborn fetus. If that were the case, if they were really concerned about children, um, you wouldn't have thousands of children living in homeless shelters. Uh, You wouldn't have uh, poor child welfare laws that exist now. You wouldn't have, uh, you know, Native American children poor children all over this country suffering. There's many children that are homeless as well. So I don't quite understand the righteous indignation and this claim of, uh, you know, moral support when they have to act morally at all times, not just in selective political issues. But I think it's just a a, a ruse, like everybody said, to, um, you know, to shore up their political base. And there's always been these people who feel that um, they know what's best for the other people in this country. So that's the, that's the same issue over and over again. You know, why shouldn't a group of um, senators and Congress people who get free medical care, why should they uh, uh, be concerned about somebody who might not get any medical care? And then after their child is born, if they carry the child to term, um, gets very little help. What about that? So the other day I called and mentioned about the um, baby food formula. So now there's a real crisis looming about that. So these people, elected officials, you don't hear them speaking out on issues that really impact the community or their constituents. It's all about lying up, you know, so I can get reelected. So that's where I stand with that. Okay. Well, you made it abundantly clear. Thank you so much for calling in and contributing Thank today. Thank you for your question, you choose. Yes? Thank you. Brother David from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Uh, yes. Good afternoon, all. You know, what's getting, what am I, I'm thinking. You want to know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking really one basic thing. The people that are in charge, run the country, care nothing about the people. This is a capitalist society that cares about one thing. And that's it. The people who run it, they run it in their interests, 
and for their own good, and they always come up with something to distract people from the real problem, and the real problem is them. And they're the people who work for them, like in Congress and the executive and judicial branch. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm on board with everyone having control of his or her own body, including whether or not to terminate uh, unwanted pregnancy. So as long as uh, we have this situation where the people do not run the country at all, uh, there's always going to be something that they bring up to distract people away from the real problem. It's just like a pickpocket. And I don't know if some of you have been pickpocketed. They always do something to get your attention away from the criminality of what they're doing. So that is what we have going on now. They're talking about this uh, uh, abortion situation. Uh, and, you know, it's just ridiculous to think that that is concern of the ruling class people, the... Uh, no problem in getting an abortion if they want one. So, you know... This is just a distraction, and uh, it's unfortunate that people don't understand the game that they're in, and the people who run the place, no matter whether it's, you know, uh, the, uh, any of the presidents and the people, most of them sitting, I would suspect, in the Congress, uh, that's not their primary interest. Their interest is the people who uh, really run this place, and that's not the people and not poor women who want to get an abortion. And they are dividing people up for and against, and that's how you control people in this society. And that's the way I see it. All right. Thank you. Thanks for contributing today. Michael from Harlem, you're on the air. Hello, Michael? Not hearing Michael. Ali from Manhattan, you're on the air. Hi, you three, how are you doing? Okay, how are you? Okay, I just wanted to say a greeting to you and to all your great listeners. And, Thank um, you. And about, can you hear me? Because it's almost like off now. I feel like I'm. I'm hearing you very well. Okay, thank you. Um, I usually don't like to get in discussion about abortion, but you are you are you are asking a very good question about uh, today about abortion, and I will tell you this. Um, uh, some people they have called and they have mentioned about. Um, they, they have to talk about different things about abortion um, that is the right of woman to choose. But tell me exactly when people in this nation have the right to anything. The first thing, look at COVID, what happened. They forced you to have this, um, to have this vaccination that you didn't want. And when you say no, even doctors refuse to take you. So I don't know what rights are we talking about in this country, because right now we don't even have rights to listen to information that we want to listen to. And, and I'm going back to all these different um, um, Internet uh, stations that they have been taking down and even um, YouTube videos. So my thing is, and, and the dominance of the white men, of the white men, to control every fact of our, of our life. It's not about black people and brown people per se. It's about the white men. And who is sitting, the majority of the people sitting in our government? White men. And who is, have been making decisions about our life? White men. So it's about white men controlling, and it's about race controlling the white woman. Why? The white woman, they don't want to get married. They don't want to have kids. So therefore, they have to control the wombs so they keep 
given birth to this white um, uh, 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 boys and girls. Also, it's about controlling the womb about black and brown women, that they easily get the kids. We don't get any education. And where we end up, we end up working in this uh, uh, fast food uh, a factory, because they are factory, these, these places that we have to work. You come here to New York, and who works all this, this McDonald's, Burger King, the same people, black and brown. And the rest of them, they easily they put them in jail. So it's not about women rights per se. It's about taking a right away. All the little ones that we have, and we, have, we really don't have that many rights right now. It's about taking the right. And this is not about abortion. It's about something else. When they get into power, and, I'm not, I, I'm, I, and I know that the Republicans and the Democrats are the same. But remember, one will, give it, will do the damage with a glass of wine, and the other one, they're very proud to take a knife and stick it and, and turn it around. We, you know, that's how they are. That's how the Republicans are. So um, when they get into power, which they, right now we expect them of them to have the four uh, power in, in government. I'm talking about the House of Representatives, the Senate, the, the presidency, and the Supreme Court, which they already have. So, um, yeah, that's what we should expect right now. It's about taking all the rights, especially the rights of, that we have for black and brown people, the little ones. That's what it's all about. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Thanks for contributing today. E from Edgewater, you're on the air. Good afternoon, Patrice. Good afternoon. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as I'm speak right now, speaking with you, there's children in the world that are starving to death, little babies starving to death from day one that they're born. They're experiencing lack of food. Now, I've been hungry in my life. You know, I'm starving. I'm hungry. I don't know what it's like to be starving to death. But for little babies to be starving to death from the time they're born, it's a crime against humanity that in a world that there's so much wealth, we have time to waste precious time killing people with bombs and stuff instead of focusing on the fact that there's starving babies. And that's... that's, something that shouldn't be allowed. We should all be focusing on that and doing everything we can to make sure that every child that's brought into the world has a chance to live and have food to eat. And that's what we should be focusing, not on this abortion issues. And yeah, I know it's important. It's a very difficult thing for a woman to decide if she doesn't feel she's able to take care of a child to bring it into the world or not, or if she gets an abortion, will she never be able to get pregnant again? And there's so many things that are going on in the woman's mind. For a man to even uh, try to understand it, it's impossible. So, but, you know, with all of it, you know, we should be thinking more about taking care of the kids that are here already and making sure that they're not suffering like they are by the millions. I just think that that's uh, a disgrace. Thank you, E, for your contribution today. Thank you very much. Michael from New York, you're on the air. Hello, Michael. We're trying to get you on the air. But I don't hear you. Okay. We'll try somebody else. Uh, Mohammed from New York, you're on the air. Good afternoon, Eutrice, and good afternoon to all my classmates. Thank you. What is this this dilemma that we are dealing with right now? 
what does what it mean? Is, is, you know, after the breakup of the Soviet Union, the neocons who have a great deal in control of this particular president in this particular country, their theme was full-spectrum dominance, full-spectrum dominance of the earth and space. So what they want to do is dominate and control everything, full-spectrum. Abortion was a major hurdle. When they, that's just the starting point. They said, if we can get rid of that, and they already work on suppressing the voting, it's about full-spectrum dominance. And that's a test for them. They said, if we can knock this down, we'll go on with the next goal. And I think one of the, not just the next goal, but the present one is the suppression of the voting rights of people, so-called, so-called minorities. And this are the people of European descent. Now, the Europeans, they don't produce large families like the people of color do, the Latinos, the so-called blacks. They need that for their industry. They need that for production. They need that for prisons. They make money off of prisons. The prisons do a lot of producing, and they're paid a very, the ones who do make a salary is in the teens, you know, 15, 16, might be 50 cent now. But it's about full spectrum dominance, and they need someone to do that work. And that's who they're depending on, the kids, the children of those people that they want to stop the, how would you say it, the, the abortion rights of, so they can use those children for exploitation. That's my perspective. Thank you for hearing me. All right. Well, thank you for contributing to the discussion today. You're welcome. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of our program today. We will have to come back to this program because we have quite a few that is not going away anytime soon. But in as much as it is happening now, we should at least dissect it and try to understand the dimensions of it because it's going to be with us for a long time. I agree with Muhammad on that, that it is a, a program with a long-term plan, and we need to deconstruct the plan.